Okay, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, shawshama, animate inanimate objects, obligatory beach scenes, abandoned junior high students, hosh gummy, and harem series. Listener discussion is advised. Episode 152, by the Seashore. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, the podcast providing information and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, anything from manga to movies to video games, comic cons, and other crazy shit like that. I am your host, Zan, and with me today, again, on her second debut is... It's me, Ayla. Yes. Hello. Yes, she's back again for another episode, and she was so polite and wonderful in coming back again. I appreciate it very much. I don't know about the polite part, but okay. I was polite about it. Well, you were polite. I thought we were talking about me. No, you were polite as well. (laughs) But anyway, remember, you can check out any of your early episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us, spirekin at gmail.com. You can email me at zanspirekin.com, and uh, we'll figure out getting you an email eventually. That sounds promising. Once I have enough money to put it up. Also remember, upcoming soon, we will be at the Sakura Matsui in the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens coming up. And maybe in the future we'll be coming to a con near you. We're hopefully going to Anime Next and a couple of other things. Because it's crazy as anything, but I digress lightly. So, how are things going? Just fine. Yes. That is good. That is good. Things are just How fine. are you? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Gotta take my car in for an overhaul. And speaking of which, for those of you who've never owned your own car or tried to buy your own car, just getting off to the manga topic for a moment, if you've never owned your car or you're buying your car right now, payments suck. They suck really bad, and also having to pay full fucking insurance really sucks. Because I usually own my own car. I buy my car in full usually. So that means I could just pay the bare minimum fucking insurance possible. That's all I have to pay. But now, because I'm paying a loan on this car, which will increase my credit theoretically, which is good, I need to increase my credit. The problem with that is that I have to pay my full credit, my car loan payment, which is about, we'll say, $250. And then I have to pay max insurance. Because they don't let you pay usually just the cheap ass insurance, which is like $10. You had to pay a full two hundred dollars. So I'm paying about five hundred dollars for this crap. Well, what I got out of that was that being an adult sucks, which it kind of does. Yes, it does. It does, and it doesn't. <laughs> but mostly, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, there are some really cool things about being an adult, but I miss so many little things. I remember back in the day when I just spent the majority of my income on manga and other things. And speaking of which, 
we're actually going to be selling stuff on Amazon soon. I'll be posting the link up on Twitter eventually, but we are selling all the old books that I bought over the years on Amazon because we need to keep this podcast alive and I, you know, I need money to get better mics and better headphones and other things. And I mean, right now we're doing it old school style, right? I should be holding my hand going, all right, do you have a question for <laughs> Doing it like an old fashioned reporter. I should get a, a fedora and be like, all right, here's the news, ladies and gentlemen. Is that how old fashioned reporters did it with the fedora? The fedora with the, the press badge in their, their hat <laughs> and the trench coat. Then I have to run up and I had to bring an old fashioned uh, typewriter and then I had to stop they it. They carried those things with them? Yeah, sure they did. Oh, okay. And then, of course, at the at the end when they had their all their information, they had to run to a pay phone and put the money in and say, Hey, I need to talk to the chief. Chief, I have the news on the new news item. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm exhausted listening to it. Yeah. But, hey, we're a news media. Yes. Well, hopefully people still consider us a news media after all this time. I mean... Four years, 158 plus episodes, plus the movie review episodes. We've been here quite some time. A long time. You could argue that you're in that realm. I say we are. <laughs> and if anyone says otherwise, well, they can go to hell. They can go to hell, they can die. Well, they're probably not listening anyway, so... Yeah, nuts to them. They and won't for, hear your idle threats. For those of you who are listening, thank you for listening, and you guys are awesome. And I'm thinking about doing a contest. What we're going to give away, I don't know. I don't know, but contests are always fun, aren't they? Maybe I should give away shoes. Well, people need shoes. Yeah, but our listeners, I don't think, would like shoes. I think they'd like something else. Well, you never know. Maybe they're really great shoes. Maybe they're shoes that look like God is in them. Well, what if they're like rocket shoes? Anybody would want that. Rocket shoes! (laughs) Oh, God, now, alright, you know I'm tired. Aren't we both? Yes, I'm We're sitting here carrying on about Rocket Man. Yes, and listening to Rocket <laughs> In the background, you have Rocket Man playing. Rocket Man! We both have to work in like five hours. <laughs> yes. The evening is so much a better time to podcast because your brain slowly goes away. I mean, I've learned the best time actually to podcast is like five in the morning when you haven't slept because yeah. you just let it go and you come up with ideas which are brilliant and also insanely fucking bizarre. Yeah. But I've, once again, when you're an adult, you got to work at that time. Oh, no, I, I used to do it when, after I got off of work. I'd do a midnight shift, and I'd just record trip, and I'd be like, Hey, guys, how you doing? And there is so much stuff in the deleted file, which I have, where I take all the things that are just crazy, insane rants. Like, there's a rant in that file about why mayonnaise should be destroyed from the planet. Why is that even a rant? That should just be a given. Gross. Because apparently most of our co-hosts like mayonnaise. Ugh. One of them likes it just on sandwiches straight up. Also, he says it's good on pie. I think that's bullshit. You know that book, Harriet the Spy? Uh, Well, whatever. Either way, the only thing I remember from that book is that she would eat tomato and mayonnaise sandwiches. And every time it was mentioned... Well, yeah, with the tomato isn't the problem here. It's the mayonnaise. But uh, thanks for letting me finish that thought. I appreciate it. But finish your thought. (laughs) It's finished. With with the power of editing, I could fix that entire thing so it just ends there and they don't hear any of this part. You do realize that. That is why I am the editor. You should leave some of it in. That's funny. Maybe as a stinger. I don't know. Maybe as a stinger. I mean, obviously, this whole entire thing is a bit much, but. I don't know. Maybe I should just become like the editor, like on Doctor Who. What does that mean? Look like uh, Simon Pegg, who's freezing. Has I a... haven't seen that episode yet. That's the next episode. I know, I know. Yes, she's a convert to Doctor Who. Yes, and he spoils it. No, Every I time we not. watch an episode, I did not spoil he's anything. talking about, like, 
seasons in the future, and if I have a problem with it, he's like, oh, you're going to forget about it. No, you, I don't think so. Yeah, all right. Let's, let's see move now. on. How many episodes in the future? Is that like 10? <laughs> That's like nothing. Oh, it's like 22 episodes in the future. You Is it 10 or 22? Like 22. <laughs> it's nine discs away. Nine discs. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. I concur. So we should get on with it, shouldn't we? We should get Let's on get with on it. get on with it. Yes, all we need is giant piece saying, get on with it! I don't know what that's from, but I've heard you say it enough times. Monty Python. Get on with it! So, anyway, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Monger Review, episode 151, we spun that one, that only... Manga! <laughs> and it dictated that we would be, or I would be reviewing a manga that is written all the way back in 1997. Ironically, I own... A bootleg of this long ago when when you get manga you had to go to CD places and buy a VHS fifth generation copy. Oh my gosh! With, Having flashbacks of the comic book series so with, with bad subtitles and it was just great. And the series was actually originally published by Square Enix or SquareSoft back in the day. It's released over here currently by Tokyo Pop in a double feature, which is cool. It's actually two books for the price of one. It's really thick. It looks like you can kill someone with this book. Yeah. And it's pretty it light, is, though. It is, evening. and it's also pink, which is bizarre. But it came out in 1997 to 2000. There's 11 volumes plus the sequel series, which was six volumes. So we'll say it's a total of how many? Uh, 17 volumes. Okay. Also, an anime series, an OVA, a video game, and it's considered a magical girl rom-com. Huzzah! It was written by Minene. Minene Sakurano. Yes. And the series has had many different names because it was released over by Raijin Comics under Magical Moon Girl, but we know it as Mamote Shugogeten. Yes. This series is very generic as all hell. I'm not going to lie. It's generic, but it's kind of that generic which is like comparing regular Lay's potato chips to Pringles potato chips. It's a different brand, but it's just as good. Even though you could say generic as all hell. And this series is really fucking generic. There are elements from so many different mangas that have been taking place. I was able to count five different mangas to steal from, including Three by Three Eyes and Oh My Goddess. Two series we have reviewed earlier in this manga, way early. Oh My Goddess was episode 24, and Three by Three Eyes was in the 40s, I think. Both very good episodes. I highly recommend listening to them. But, so should we get on with what the story is about, or should we talk more about how the, the actual book looks? Um, I think we pretty much said all we can say about the look. It's pink. And the art style is... It's Not a big fan. It's generic. It's a generic series. It looks 90s-tastic. The characters are all indistinguishable, which is good. They're all... You can tell who is who. The main character looks like she has white hair. And then you have the rival who has a completely dark hair color. Then you have all the other little characters and all the other weird things. There's some cute... There's a lot of cute in this. But it's not shoujo cute. It's not as cute as uh, Nana was. It's not as cute. Really? Because I think this is much cuter than that. Mm. I didn't really think that Nana was cute. I think this is cutesy. Oh yeah, it is cutesy. Anyway, <laughs> we should get on. So the whole premise of this series is it's about a kid. And his name is Tasuke Shichiri. Now... To break it down easily, he is a Keiichi clone. He's a kid 
Well, actually, no. He's a mixture of Keiichi and Yakumo from Three by Three Eyes. He's a kid who's in junior high, who his mother died, and his dad said, you know what, son? I'm an archaeologist. I'm going to go away. You're on your own. And his sister said, you know what, brother? I'm going to Hawaii. You're on your own. So they left him alone in a two-story house. And he's in junior high. In the anime, it's high school, but it's junior high. It's rough, but it's typical anime logic. It's the main character is left alone for some random reason. And he lives at home. He's kind of depressed. He goes to school. He goes home. And that's it. And one day he gets a package from his father. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And the package says, Hey, I was in China and I heard all these weird stories and legends. And they sent me this weird object I found. It's called a, a Shi Tenren. It's a ring, which if you have a pure heart and you look inside of it, you will become super happy after looking into it. And, he, and his dad jokes that I looked into it and I saw nothing, so I guess I'm impure. I mean, a dad who leaves his son... I don't think he'd be pure enough to look in this ring. You agree? I would have to agree. Yep, so he... So, uh, Tasuke looks in the ring and he sees black. He's like, no, I don't see anything. Wait a minute, this is see-through. What the fuck? Hmm. And he sees a black and he sees a face peeking through and out pops a girl dressed insanely nice. He says, hello, master. How are you doing today? And he freaks out and it's kind of like... The same thing that happened, oh my gosh, except this girl is a girl who is named Shugogeten Shaorin, or just Shaorin. And her name translates to one who is loyal to her master, who protects and watches over him like the moon in the heavens. She's pretty much a moon goddess who is there to serve her master. And it's been about a thousand years since she was last out. So she doesn't understand basic concepts. Like, she knows she has to protect her master, so... She first thing she does is she calls some friends out of the Shitenren. There's this thing called a Shiki, who like these little midget people, and they have a really big fucking cannon. <laughs> and she has one outside right in front of the house, and you hear a big boom, and it's like, oh, well, the Shiki found an intruder and made him go away. Then it pans to a panel of a lady. It's like, I'll talk about the neighborhood watch next week. Bye. <laughs> and she doesn't understand that they're neighbors who, you know, appear right. and do that. And then later on, she sees a dog on the. She sees a magical box where there's a dog named Sandy who's so sweet and so nice. Uh huh. And then there's a bad man. And she thinks, oh, I have to stop the bad man. You can guess what this t- box is? The TV. Oh. She thinks they're real people inside the TV and she freaks out. Almost blows up the TV. Freaks that out. That would be a shame. Yep, so she just is there to just. She doesn't understand the, the present day and she's there to protect him. And she causes a lot of trouble, and he eventually is like, you know what, I don't need you to protect me, it's a safe world, and she's about to go home, but then she realizes that he's lonely. So she says, I'm going to protect you from the loneliness. He says, instead of you protecting me, the loneliness disappears when you're here, so how about we be friends? So she moves in and becomes his friend, and she uses all these Hoshigami, which are star spirits, to help out and cause havoc everywhere. Like, just a list of some of them are, you have the one who's called Kenan, who looks like a Pokemon. I'm trying to remember which Pokemon he looks like, because I actually had all 151. He looks like, um, uh, Sion. Looks like Sion, so a flying dog fish thing. And, uh, Kenan is just, flies around as her transportation. Then you have the Shiki, who I told you about, are like little people with a giant cannon. You have the Urengen, who are these 
45 little midget people who their job is they dismantle and construct things. You first see them is because she follows Tosuke to school. And she thinks that the school is an internment camp. And they're torturing the students. They're taking out their will. They're making them just do horrible things. Which actually school kind of is. Yeah, that doesn't sound that, that wrong. But she tries to destroy the school to have them escape. And then he has to explain to her, look, it's not bad. They're just teaching us how to do a trade. They're not torturing <laughs> us. Like at one point she actually has a, thinks a frog is actually like a prisoner of war that they're going to execute. All they're doing is they're dissecting it. No, that's worse. Yeah, it is worse. Um, you, ha- you have them. You have another character whose name is Gunanman, who's just a giant, who's like the ultimate guard, who kind of is just there to be a guard. Then you have a couple other characters. Like later on, you have a character named Shoko Yananobi, who's a classmate of his, who's a thief. And it's when he goes to teach her how to how to shop, and she sees this girl who's pretty much not paying for shit, and she thinks, oh, you're not supposed to pay for things. Well, I have a Hoshigami who could help out. And it's this <laughs> one that looks like a penguin named Akota, who pretty much, she eats stuff. And then she can spit it out later. So she's just a bag of holding. I mean, you have, what else is there? Another character is, you have Kohan, who is just a little coach who sits on your shoulder and tells you exactly how to win any sport possible. Like, he's playing, um, Tosuke's playing tennis, and he says, okay, step two feet to your left, and then swing wildly. And he does that, and he gets the, he hit, he gets the, he hits the ball and, and ends up getting a point. He's like, okay, now you're gonna turn back and spin in a circle, and tells him how to win the game. And then there's the fan favorite who's called Rishu. Rishu is, whenever Shaorin has to go away, or do something, she leaves Rishu with Tosuke and they communicate telepathically. It's like just a little, like imagine a little imp that lives on your shoulder who's really cute and nice, doesn't talk at all, but will draw pictures and do things to entertain you and converse with you. Mm, sounds like fun. She's nice and she's also really sad because he always wants to protect her. Like there's an art chapter which is about snowball fights mm-hmm. and Rishu wants to help and Tosuke's like, no, 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 you'll get hurt if you do it. And she gets really upset about it. Too. But she's like only an inch big, so what do you I mean? Would you really still make a little snowball? But there is a reason why he doesn't want to be hurt, and that's actually the introduction of the next big character, whose name is Keiko Niten Ruan. She is from another package his dad sends. Because his dad sends him another package, which is a big wand, which says, If you look in this wand, fortune will come to you. And turns out that this being is a sun goddess who is the opposite of Shaorin, and generally they don't have the same mistress or master. So they're constantly competing with each other. One is protecting the master, the other one brings good fortune to the master. Pretty much, she is a pedo. She wants to to have lots and lots of sex with Tosuke. And that's how she shows good fortune, and her ability is, you know how um, we said that Shaorin has little magical beings that show up, little gods that help her out? Indeed. Ruan, she points her magical wand at something, and it comes to life. Oh boy. Like, the first time she gets upset, she brings the school to life. (laughs) Oh, okay. So the school has little arms and tries to walk and destroy the city to protect her master. Oh, didn't expect that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You also have a couple other characters, like you have the generic uh, guy who's in love with Xiao and wants to be with him, whose name is Izumo Miyuchi, the only... Uh, twist to that is that he is a priest. 
Who wants to have sex with a goddess? Alright. Hey, it works. I've heard worse. Well, he's not a priest, he's a shrine guy. <laughs> a shrine guy. A shrine okay. feeder, so he can have sex. Well, some priests can have sex, too. I just uh, learned that in history class today. Yeah, and then you have the two other characters, uh, Tosuke and Koichiro. One likes showering, the other one likes Ruan. And a bunch of hijinks happen with, you know, every episode something new happens and they learn stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, where it's a slice of life, almost. We have the characters learning various things and they engage in a lot of cool and fun. And You know, you have the generic swimming episode, you have the generic beach episode, you have the generic uh, tennis episode, the hot springs episode, the festival episode. It's pretty fucking generic. <laughs> but there's a lot of interesting and nice, insightful pieces to it. Is there? Like, there is in the second volume, which is pretty much volumes three and four, because each one's right. two volumes. It goes more into the fact of why Sharon wants to be with Tosuke, even though she might not be obliged to be with him, and eventually she'll have to move. Like, there's an entire story at the end, this is spoilers, where the last story arc in the book is that the class is going to be doing a reenactment of the tale of the bamboo cutter, which is a, a Japanese folklore about a bamboo cutter who was cutting through bamboo one day, and he cut one open and there was a baby inside one of the bamboo. Mm -hmm. Took it home, raised it. Turns out she was a moon goddess, Everyone fell in love with her, and eventually she had to go home back to the moon. You know, and, and no one wanted to let her leave, but she eventually left for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. And in the in the school play, it's Ruan ends up playing the moon goddess, the bamboo baby. Okay. And the moon messenger is played by Sharon, and the kid who plays the emperor is the, is the one kid who's in love with Ruan, Koichiro. And he says, don't leave, you know, we'll fight for you, this, that. And, you know, Sharon's reading the lines, and then as she's hearing him plead for her to stay, she says to Ruan, uh, duty obliges me to return Princess Kaguya to her home. However, I cannot take Princess Kaguya away from the people who care about her so much. You don't really want to return to the moon, do you? Please stay by the Emperor's side. I cannot take you away like this. Please don't leave someone who's so devoted to you. Please don't make someone who cares for you suffer so much. You must fulfill your... You know, and... It show, and it's almost a scene where it's... Shaorin mirroring her feelings towards her not wanting to leave Tasuke onto this situation. And then, interestingly enough, to reverse that, you have Ruan say in the conversation, uh, you have to fulfill your duties. I'm not a human as you are. Regardless of where I come from, you think so highly of me, do you not? There is a place to which I must return. I cannot stay here with you, however your affection is very flattering. And it's almost the fact of her being willing to give up what she wants. Like, because Ruan is constantly the girl who's like, I'm going to get with my master, I'm going to get with my master, but she's able to be like, I can, I am in love with, with Tosuke, but I'm willing to give up what I want in order for the greater good. Meanwhile, Shaorin is like, she's not willing to give it up. Mm -hmm. She's willing to sacrifice everything to give it up. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting that you have the two characters who are completely different as opposed to the thing where it's the character who's going to give up. The main females and her rivals are willing to, all they're not going to give up on this situation, on, on the prize. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting that the, the antagonist is willing to be like, yeah, 
it's important, but I'm but it's just not the greater good. I'll give it up to make this person happy. I'll give I'll step aside. It's a dynamic you generally don't see in a lot of harem series because generally they fight to the bitter end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Are. Not my kind of book. Not your kind of book at all. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Okay. Too cutesy. Too simple. Too happy. So out of the rating system, you'd probably give it one of the lower ratings. Um. Unfortunately, yeah. Would you but, give, you know, it's all personal. Would you, would you subjective. Would you what would you give it out of the five ratings? Well, I forget exactly. Okay, okay pretty much it's going to be the lowest rating is going to be take it to priest, purify it, burn it, and then piss no. on the ashes. Second one is going to be um, gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. No, no, no. Lowest one is um, um, your typical reading material from your local correction facility, mental institute. Give me crazy Aunt Mary, okay, but forgettable, or borrow for a friend, don't return less off a pocket. Uh, I guess whatever the second rating was. So, typical read material at your local correction facility or men's institution? Yeah. So just say that. Yeah. Um, I would have to say typical reading material at your local correctional facility or institution. Uh, so just the middle, just that low second rating, just really low? Didn't love it. But I didn't think I would. It's not my, not my genre. Okay, I would I give it, I mean, because I like the harem-esque stories, that gives it a bump in its plus, but it is kind of generic, so I'm going to have to give it the middle ground, the gift from your crazy Aunt Miro. It's okay, but mm. forgettable. I mean, I like the anime, and I like the concept, it's just it's a little too, you know, after a while I just kind of forgot about it, so. Yeah, I didn't really like either of those things. And the only reason why I knew about it was because of the Wheel of Manga deciding on it. So. Yeah, well... Hey, it's what the Wheel of Manga decides. It gives me wonderful things, great things, amazing things, like Ranma, and like Azumanga Dial, and like Gravitation. Not Gravitation, we Gravitation. GTO. But then on the other hand, it gives me things like, well, Worst, and Icon, and other lovely things like that. You know, just whatever the wheel says, it does. You can't always read things that you know you're going to love. But you might enjoy it. I mean, I did enjoy the series. It's just that it's kind of forgettable. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, I guess it's a... Well, I think that's all I could say about uh, Mumble Fish. Or good. Ten. Might say more later. I don't know. May insert more to fix it, but... Uh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, so, um... Yep, Mary, check us out. www.sparkin.com. Email us, sparkin at gmail.com. Me at zansparkin.com. And we're on Twitter and Facebook, and all the information is on the show notes. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, are we forgetting anything? I don't believe so. Okay, good. Bye-bye. Yeah, see ya. No, wait, we are forgetting something, aren't we? Wait, 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 stop. We're forgetting something. What are we forgetting? Well, it's that part we've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The Except some substitute. Now, what is that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga? It's a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned a manga to each one of the slots. So how many manga do we have to choose from, that means? Ten. That's right. We have ten manga we can possibly choose from. And it's been randomly selected. This is an auto, awesome randomizer, so we don't know what we're going to get. We can get anything from as the best thing on the item to the worst thing on the item. I mean, we can get something as bad as Bombos versus Everything or Iken. Or something as awesome as GTO or Ranma One Half, or even, dare I say it, Dragon Ball Z. 
but I mean, we've already done those. So these are all new, all different. So actually something different because you've only been on two episodes and you've actually assisted. We're going to have you get your own. We're going to have you do one that's just for you. So you can review it and you can do it like all the other co-hosts. So let's see you spin that one that only the Wheel of Manga Suit we're reviewing. Or you're going to be bringing. So what is the number? Number five. Okay, so according to the list, you're going to be reviewing... Oh, okay, I've never read this manga before, but I've heard some stuff on various websites about it. It's a series called Claymore. Okay. I don't know. I've never read it. I've never heard of it. And well, just, it's it, been a long time since I've read any kind of manga, so... But, either way, so let me spin that one that only the Wheel of Manga Seed I'm reviewing, and we'll see what I'm reviewing in the next episode. One more. All right, what number did you land on? Number three. So, in the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing a manga by Fred Perry. I know, it's not a Japanese name. What the fuck? Well, this manga is actually not a manga. It's a graphic novel in manga style. So it's technically a comic book by Antarctic Press. And it is called Gold Digger. So for all you Britney fans, be happy. I'm finally going to do the cheetah. We'll talk about that next episode. So I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, there's nothing else we really can talk about. I mean, unless you want to talk about whatever. But I will remind our fans that we are going to be at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden this Saturday for the Sakura Matsui. Check it out on Twitter to see where we're going to be at and join us. Talk to us. Meet us and we'll shoot the shit. Either way, hope you guys see us there and it's a beautiful festival and I know we're going to have a great time. Oh, well, I guess that's it for this episode. So I guess we will talk about you it later. So... Good night. Signing out. All right, guys. Over. How do we end this? Yep. So this is the host of Spark and Manga Review. We are gone, so we'll catch you next time. Like a lie.
私の絵